Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Rineker, Justin Charles, John Nye, and Josh All. What's up, Browns fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Dogs Podcast presented by Omaha Steaks. Head over to omahasteaks.com right now. Use promo code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, when you check out. Get their brand new Burger Perfection flight on sale for $79.99 for a limited time only. You get Four pure ground filet mignon burgers, four pure ground New York strip burgers, four Delmonico ribeye burgers, four pure ground brisket burgers, and four pure ground sirloin burgers. Wow, it's a mouthful because it's a lot of meat. You get 20 burgers essentially. And then if you use the promo code DOGS, you get $20 off and free shipping. You can't beat it. So head over to omahasteaks.com right now. Use promo code DOGS. Get that deal. And that saves you guys from having to listen to the ad read later because I just won't do it. I just did it now. Today on the show, now it's been a while since we did a video discussing Deshaun Watson and his legal situation, everything that's going on. There is so much garbage, just absolute wrong, unfactual, misguided, misled garbage going around the internet. And we're just going to address it today. I think Browns fans deserve to have a little reprieve after we just suffered through an entire year of the media onslaught of how, you know, we're the worst fan base in the world. We're disgusting because we signed Deshaun Watson, yada, yada, yada. First of all, guys, the Browns traded for Deshaun Watson, okay? Uh, It may come as a surprise to some of you basement dwellers out there, but the fans actually have no part in the team's player personnel moves. Just the way it is. So today, I'm going to go through some actual facts about Deshaun Watson and why it's absolutely okay for Browns fans to go ahead and root for him as the quarterback of your Cleveland Browns. The media has distorted the facts while these uninformed so-called social justice warriors on social media, all they do is add to the lies. I'm going to go through the facts and at the end of this video, I'll give you my educated opinion on the whole situation. And as you might be able to tell by my eyes, I have a ton of notes here on my screen because I just want to make sure that I get all this stuff straight. This is how you do research to present actual findings instead of just spewing garbage all over the internet, okay? And one last thing before we dive in, just guys, don't take my word for everything that I'm about to say in this video. Now, I I went out and I did all this research. I compiled my own document of notes and everything else, but don't take it from me. Listen to what I have to say, but do your own research, formulate your own educated opinion. Well, and I lied. One last thing before we dive in. If you guys are watching on YouTube, please like this video and subscribe to the channel. Turn on the notification bell so you don't miss any new episodes. And if you could, if you can spare 99 cents a month, please consider joining the YouTube dog pack. Join the YouTube channel, support the show just for 99 cents and you get a badge next to your name. So that way when you leave comments, interact with us on YouTube, we can identify you and, and what level of a supporter you are, whether you've been with us for, what is it, like a month, two months, six months, like you get new badges the longer you're with us. So your levels increase the longer you're with us. It's kind of cool. 
and you get emojis to use, Brown's emojis to use in the chat. So join the YouTube dog pack, just 99 cents. We really, really appreciate you guys interacting with us. So let's start by, first of all, debunking a video on YouTube right now that claims a judge slammed all the accusers in a final disposition for Deshaun Watson. Now, I've had a lot of people send me the link to this video. This was streamed by FYF Sports Debates. The title of the video is called Deshaun Watson Update, Judge in Civil Case Slams All Accusers in Final Disposition. So up front, before we go here, I'm not on this video right now trying to bash or put down FYF Sports Debates channel on YouTube. I actually appreciate what they were trying to do. Uh, They were trying to cover the Deshaun Watson situation fairly, discuss a document I doubt was ever shown in the media. However, I do want to make it clear that while the document they read in the video is real, the narrative that they created around that document was completely wrong. The document in that video is not a judge's final disposition. So let's talk about it. First, uh, before we do, let's go over the abbreviated history of the situation with Deshaun Watson. And then I'm going to go ahead, I'm going to read that document, that court document to you, so you can hear word for word what it says. Uh, The link to the court document is listed below in the description of this video, or if you're listening on audio, it's in the description there too. And the portion of this video where I actually sit down and hear and read the document, that'll be in the chapter markers below. So if you just want to listen to that part, you can jump ahead and do that. But I suggest you listen to, to the history here first. So the title of this court document is called Defendant Deshaun Watson's Original Answer. Now, all you got to do is look at the title of this document and the date to find out that this is not a judge's final disposition. The date is April 19th, 2021, almost two years ago to the day. This document does not contain the words or findings of a judge. This document was compiled by Deshaun Watson's lawyer, Rusty Harden. This document is Deshaun's original response to the accusers once their names were finally disclosed to Watson's legal team. Now, we have a video which we, you know, we did last year. I'll also link that in the description. It's from last April. We went through detailed all the facts of the Deshaun Watson cases, the, the entire situation. We broke it all down and gave you the facts. So if you haven't watched that, Go back, check it out, so that way you have a better, more clear understanding of everything that happened leading up to the Browns trading for Watson. But now, if you followed the case and have read up on it, you know there was a period of time when the allegations were flying all over the place. But Tony Busby, who is the attorney representing all of the accusers, would not disclose any of the accusers' names. The court ordered those names be disclosed because it wasn't fair to Watson's legal team not to have them. How can they prepare any of their counter-arguments or defense to do any investigative work when they don't even know who it is that's accusing Watson of any of these things. So that was from April 9th, 10 days before this court document in question was actually filed. This is back in 2021. Now, just to recap quick, there were 26 accusers and 22 civil lawsuits filed. Now, only two of the 22 lawsuits at that time that were filed had the accusers' names publicly identified. So then there were Uh, I think two hearings on April 9th, 2021, 13 of the 22 accusers were disclosed. Busby agreed to release a 14th name later that day. He also agreed nine of the 12 remaining would be released the following week. That's when Judge Rebea Sultan Collier granted an emergency motion that was issued by Watson's attorney Harden that required the remaining three names in these cases be released. 
Harden accused Busby of holding the accuser's names anonymous as an attempt to, quote, kill the reputation of our client, unquote, Deshaun Watson. So basically, here was the situation. 26 women accused Watson of various forms of sexual misconduct. For those watching who don't understand, just as a side note here, sexual misconduct is not sexual assault. It's not sexual harassment. It's not rape. I think it's important to note here. I, I hate that I have to, but we got to note this. Deshaun Watson was never accused, not even once, of rape. So if you're down in our comment section calling Deshaun Watson a rapist, just understand right now that you sound completely misinformed and ridiculous. And we will tell you so. Of those 26 accusers, 22 of them filed civil lawsuits claiming damages resulting from the sexual misconduct. All 22 suits were represented by the same attorney, interestingly enough, Tony Busby, and Watson's attorney, Harden, accused Busby of, quote, using news conferences and social media to make coordinated attacks against Watson that the quarterback's legal team could not fight because they don't know the women's identities. An accusation which Judge Collier obviously agreed with because she granted Harden's demands that the accuser's names be handed over to Watson's legal team so they could prepare their defense in the civil cases. Now, again, to recap, here's what a civil case is, or at least what a civil case is not. A civil case is not about breaking a criminal law. So remember, Tony Busby tried to bring criminal charges originally against Deshaun Watson, but not one, but two grand juries in Texas dismissed whatever bogus evidence he brought, and they both declined to even indict Deshaun on any grounds whatsoever, meaning they wouldn't even allow charges to be brought and a court hearing to take place due to the lack of any sufficient evidence. So criminal cases out the window. Deshaun Watson, again, if you're in the comments section claiming he's a criminal, you're wrong and misinformed and just ridiculous again. So first of all, back then, a Harris County grand jury rejected the cases. So Busby tried another court. Two weeks later, a Brazoria County grand jury rejected the cases as well. Now their statement is interesting. Here's what District Attorney Tom Selleck had to say, quote, after a careful and thorough review of the facts and evidence documented in the reports prepared by, prepared by the Brazoria County Sheriff's Office and the Houston Police Department, as well as hearing testimony from witnesses, the grand jury for Brazoria County has declined to charge Deshaun Watson with any crimes. Accordingly, this matter is closed, unquote. How many of you have ever heard that official statement before? I'm guessing none, because the media didn't spend any time on those actual facts there. They kind of glossed over, of course, you know, two grand juries, you know, declined to indict him. But I never heard that statement before, and so I went and looked it up. After a careful review of the facts and evidence, the the jury has declined to charge Deshaun Watson with any crimes. A U.S. district court stated the evidence presented, as well as witness testimonies, was insufficient in proving Deshaun committed any sort of crime, and they dismissed the cases entirely. All right, so after that, all attorney Tony Busby could do was file these civil lawsuits. So real quick, little, little you know, education here. What is the difference between criminal and civil cases? This is important, okay? Criminal cases allege a violation of a criminal law. Therefore, the burden of proof is very high, as it should be, because the punishments for breaking criminal laws are high. Now, civil cases are mere disputes between people, and they claim liability and damages. 
The burden of proof in civil cases is much lower, closer to just around 50% to win a civil case. Meaning one person is claiming that, you know, the other person is liable for damages caused to them. And the court essentially is just deciding, are they liable? And if they are, to what extent? Now, most civil courses or most civil cases, I'm sorry, are settled outside of court, which is exactly what Deshaun Watson did with his civil cases. Again, the uninformed people out there run around screaming, he's guilty, he's guilty, he's settled, he has to be guilty because he settled. Why would he settle if he was innocent? Now, first of all, civil cases don't determine guilt. There is no guilty or not guilty or innocent or any of that stuff in a civil case. Civil cases only determine if a person is liable, like I said, and if so, to what extent. So again, why would Deshaun Watson or anyone for that matter settle a civil case outside of court? Here's a quote directly from the U.S. Courts Government website. Quote, to avoid the expense and delay of having a trial, judges encourage the litigants to try to reach an agreement resolving their dispute. The courts encourage the use of mediation, arbitration, and other forms of alternative dispute resolution designed to produce a resolution of a dispute without the need for trial or other court proceedings. As a result, litigants often agree to a settlement. So the civil cases against Watson were, as strongly encouraged by the courts, settled, meaning they are over and done with. The accusers and their attorney all got paid. Anyone who says the settlements were hush money clearly don't understand how this all works, okay? The accusers were paid settlements because it wasn't worth having the cases continue to drag through the court system for years and years, rack up all kinds of legal fees, court fees, attorney fees. The courts encourage both parties in a civil case to resolve their dispute on their own outside of court. And that's exactly what happened. Now, the last thing that I want to go over before I read through this court document, I want to fast forward to now, present day. So everything I just talked about, that was kind of the history back when, you know, they were trying the criminal cases, when the civil cases were first issued, blah, blah, blah. Fast forward to now today, present time, there were two or there are two remaining civil cases ongoing. Deshaun Watson was scheduled to be deposed in Houston on April 9th, 2023. Just a few days ago, right? Apparently... Deshaun's legal team has been having difficulty scheduling this disposition with the plaintiff's side. They claim the disposition needed to be delayed further because one of their attorneys fell ill. This is the accusing attorney. This is the, uh, the, the plaintiff's side. They claim that this whole disposition needed to be rescheduled for a date or to, I'm sorry, guys. It needed to be delayed because one of the attorneys on the team fell ill. The accuser's team then tried to reschedule for a date that Watson's team had already notified them was unavailable. So Watson's defense team already said, you know, if we need to reschedule, here's a list of dates that just we already know right now up front are not going to work. So the, uh, you know, the plaintiff's team went ahead and picked one of those dates anyway. Attorney Harden, Watson's attorney, filed the motion to dismiss the remaining cases stating the least that the plaintiff's counsel could do would be to attempt to reschedule on a date when everyone can attend. Indeed, a cynical observer of this chain of events might view the tactics of the plaintiff's lawyers as calculated to unnecessarily bring this issue back before the court rather than simply taking the disposition deposition on an agreed date, as was supposed to happen this very day. 
Deshaun Watson was supposed to appear in court, give a deposition on April 9th in which he would provide cell phone records, social media records, emails, leading to and after the alleged incident by the accuser in this case. So since the accuser's team was essentially dicking around with the scheduling of this deposition, the Harris County Court granted Harden's motion not to dismiss it, but to quash the deposition for April 9th, meaning Watson was no longer required to appear in court or present any of the records he was originally required to present. Now, quash isn't the same as dismiss, like I just said. A motion to dismiss means the judge ends the case entirely. Quash means the judge declared the deposition invalid, but it doesn't mean he won't have to appear again in the future. But here's now an interesting development in this case, and it coincides with the document filed by Watson's attorney back in 21, the document that I'm about to read. Watson's lawyers have filed new exhibits and other evidence trying to show that this case is what they call a sham. Now, these new exhibits, again, this is, this is present day stuff. These new exhibits show that the latest accuser sent Watson three dozen text messages after their first meeting. And a sworn affidavit also says that the woman accusing Watson now told his lawyers, quote, I didn't do anything I didn't want to. And she also said, quote, I would love to be in love and to love him. Very interesting. So wait a second here. You're telling me the woman who's accusing Watson of sexual misconduct also told his lawyers that she didn't do anything she didn't want to. How can what transpired be sexual misconduct if she wanted whatever transpired to transpire? You know, you can't ask for ice cream and then claim the waiter brought you the wrong dessert when they bring you ice cream, especially if you're going to turn around and admit that you asked for ice cream. But this, this behavior is actually just more of the same pattern as the other accusers, which we're going we're gonna to see here because I'm about to read through Deshaun Watson's original answer to these accusations clear back in April 2021. Now, reminder, going back to the video that's been going around YouTube that you, a lot of you guys have sent me the links to to look at, this is not a judge's statement in a final disposition as FYF Sports Debates channel claimed, Okay. This document is Deshaun Watson's response to the accusations as it was prepared by his attorney, Rustin Harden, filed on April 19th, 2021, after the defense team finally found out who the accusers were. Now, before I dive into this, let's just, just take a quick break. We'll be right back. $5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I earn from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code GAME to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus. Okay, again, this is the, the court document, the, the original response from Deshaun Watson and his attorney, Rusty Harden, 
in response to the original 22 civil case accusers when Watson's uh, defense team finally learned the names of these accusers. Because remember what I talked about earlier in the video, they were being withheld from them up until essentially the last minute. So this is their response, the official court document. Again, the link to this document is down in the description if you want to read it for yourself. But there's a lot of stuff in here that's very interesting, very revealing, and there's probably a good reason from the media side of things why you never heard any of this in the media. Okay? So here we go. Title, Defendant Deshaun Watson's Original Answer. Since March 16th, 2021, when the first of 22 lawsuits was filed against Deshaun Watson, Mr. Watson, he has been adamant that he did not engage in any of the improper conduct that has been alleged. At the same time, he and his defense team have insisted that they adamantly oppose, condemn, and disapprove of any type of sexual misconduct against women. Legitimate claims should be reported to authorities taken seriously and their proponents treated respectfully. However, in the few days since Mr. Watson has learned the identity of his accusers, his legal team has already uncovered evidence that numerous allegations in this onslaught of cases are simply not true or accurate. For example, after the massage therapy sessions with Mr. Watson, eight plaintiffs bragged about, praised, and were excited about massaging Mr. Watson. Seven plaintiffs willingly worked or offered to work with Mr. Watson after their alleged incidents. Three plaintiffs lied about the number of sessions they actually had with Mr. Watson. Three plaintiffs lied about their alleged trauma and resulting harm. Five plaintiffs told others they wanted to get money out of Mr. Watson. And five plaintiffs have scrubbed or entirely deleted their social media accounts. It was not until the plaintiffs saw an opportunity for a money grab that they changed their stories to convert therapy sessions they bragged about to friends and family to something much more nefarious. Innocent questions about whether the therapists were comfortable with their therapy Mr. Watson sought evolved into sexual innuendo that the plaintiffs used to bolster their claims for money. For example, in the first lawsuit filed, Plaintiff Ashley Solis implies that Mr. Watson's question, asking if she was comfortable with certain areas his organization is making him get worked on, was somehow sexually suggestive. That same question, however, posed to a therapist not seeking to exploit Mr. Watson, was perceived as it was intended, a legitimate therapeutic inquiry. Ms. Solis's skewed perception of Mr. Watson's legitimate and innocent query became a prototype for the assembly line of similar allegations in subsequent lawsuits. These lawsuits are replete with mischaracterizations of Mr. Watson's conduct. These range from being misleading to fraudulent to slanderous. Importantly, only two of the 22 lawsuits allege that Mr. Watson forced any type of sexual activity, an allegation Mr. Watson again vehemently denies. And even at this early stage of the litigation, the evidence obtained by the defense clearly supports Mr. Watson's denial of these allegations of force. As plaintiff blacked out business manager put it, this is not extortion, it's blackmail. Unfortunately, 21 other women have decided to join her. This next section is titled, Problems with the Plaintiff's Allegations. Mr. Watson received the plaintiff's names less than a week ago. Based on what we have been able to determine so far, these plaintiffs are not victims of any type of misconduct, much less sexual misconduct. Section A. After the massage therapy sessions with Mr. Watson, plaintiffs bragged about, praised, 
and were excited to massage Mr. Watson. Plaintiff blacked out claims in the lawsuit that she is disgusted by Mr. Watson. Yet, after her therapy session with him, she bragged to friends and family members about massaging Mr. Watson and told them that she thinks he is a kind person. A security guard at the spa where Mr. Watson received a massage stated that plaintiff blacked out was happy and laughing after her interactions with Mr. Watson. She was excited about having worked on him and did not want any other therapist to work on him. According to a security guard present at the spa, after one of plaintiff blacked out sessions with Mr. Watson, Miss Blacked Out was laughing and appeared in good spirits. After witness characterized Miss Blacked Out as jolly after working with Mr. Watson, and Miss Blacked Out told multiple family members that she would massage Mr. Watson again. She even told people that while she was not into men, his body is beautiful and soft, and that if she were not a lesbian, she would have jumped on Mr. Watson. <laughs> Plaintiff, also blacked out, fails to explain that after the first two therapy sessions, which she alleges were increasingly uncomfortable, she willingly invited Mr. Watson to come to her house for the last two therapy sessions. Plaintiffs, blacked out and also blacked out, omitted that after their sessions with Mr. Watson, they told him that they would gladly work with him again. In fact, blacked out, reported to a close relative that she was thrilled to have had the opportunity to massage Deshaun. Plaintiff blacked out, claims that after the initial therapy session, Mr. Watson hounded her about setting up another session. She fails to explain that she eagerly showed up to Mr. Watson's house to give him another massage before he even had a chance to book an appointment. Section B, plaintiffs willingly worked or offered to work with Mr. Watson after the alleged incident. At least five of the plaintiffs chose to work with Mr. Watson even after they claim he acted offensively and aggressively in prior sessions. This, of course, raises the question of why they would agree to follow-up therapy sessions when they claim their experiences made them feel like they, quote, wanted to vomit and caused them to, quote, no longer accept massage clients for fear of a repeat of this type of harassment. Plaintiff claims she was fearful and felt violated, terrified, and disgusted after her therapy sessions with Mr. Watson. She does not explain why then, on more than one occasion, she messaged him after his football games to check in on him and asked to massage him again. Contrary to plaintiff blacked out, her claim that she was so disturbed by what allegedly occurred that she chose not to contact Mr. Watson about receiving the rest of the payment for the session. The evidence shows that after the alleged incident, she did attempt to contact Mr. Watson and even asked to work with him again. In stark contrast to Plaintiff Blacked Out's statement that after the alleged incident, she told Mr. Watson that she would not work for him and has not been able to move on from these experiences. She contacted Mr. Watson multiple times telling him that she was attracted to him and wanted to go out on dates with him. Section C. Plaintiffs lied about the number of sessions they actually had with Mr. Watson. The following plaintiffs failed to mention they had more therapy sessions with Mr. Watson than what they pleaded, and it lists the names. Presumably, these plaintiffs minimized their interactions with Mr. Watson because these facts undermine their allegations. Section D. Plaintiffs lied about their alleged trauma and resulting harm. Plaintiff Ashley Solis claimed during the news conference that 
she can no longer practice the profession that she loves the most without shaking during a session. Yet publicly available information shows that she has provided multiple massages after the alleged incident with Mr. Watson. Indeed, not only is she still accepting clients, but according to those who have worked with her, she did not show any signs of trauma during these sessions. While plaintiff blacked out claims that by the end of the massage, she was sweating and there was nowhere for her to go. She neglects to mention that she had multiple family members in the home and nearby during both therapy sessions. Plaintiff Blackout alleges that she was alone at the spa and feared for her life during her therapy sessions with Mr. Watson. However, a security guard hired by the spa was present at the spa at all times and capable of intervening if an incident had, in fact, occurred. Section E, probably my favorite section here. Plaintiffs told others they wanted to get money out of Mr. Watson. Plaintiff told close family members that if Mr. Watson's attorney had paid her, she would have supported him, him instead of suing him. She also told her family that she had contemplated blackmailing Mr. Watson. Plaintiff told a witness that the only reason she was getting involved in the lawsuit was for money. She even laughed about it and stated that she wanted to get in on the action. Plaintiff admittedly sought to blackmail Mr. Watson before she filed suit. She asked him to pay her $30,000 for her indefinite silence because her encounter would be embarrassing if revealed. More importantly, when Mr. Watson's marketing manager, Brian Burney, asked her whether she was claiming that something happened against her will, she confirmed that everything that occurred was consensual. Finally, she told Mr. Burney that she wanted a copy of the NDA that she and Mr. Watson signed because she did not want people in her industry to know she had provided oral sex to her massage client. Evidence of her concerns is contained in Mr. Burney's affidavit and a, con and a contemporaneous tape recording of a phone conversation. Witnesses state that plaintiff has a history of forcing herself on celebrities, chasing celebrities, and running behind high-profile athletes. They also describe her as being out for money and a money grabber. During one of the press conferences Mr. Busby held regarding the case, plaintiff Ashley Solis claimed that she was not filing suit for monetary reasons, but rather because, quote, this is about having her voice heard. It is about having other survivors' voices heard. Belying her assertion, though, Ms. Solis would have abandoned her voice and being the voice of other alleged survivors if Mr. Watson would agree to pay her $100,000. Section F. Plaintiffs have scrubbed or entirely deleted their social media accounts and the relevant evidence they contained. Each of the plaintiff's petitions contain a paragraph warning Mr. Watson to preserve relevant evidence, including digital information. Without question, Mr. Watson has and will continue to do so. However, the plaintiffs have failed to heed their own warning. At least four plaintiffs, they, they list them here, have altered their accounts where they advertise the services that Mr. Watson acquired. Before their names became public, their accounts contained pictures that are inconsistent with the image they portray through their petitions. These items are no longer posted to their accounts. One plaintiff even took the destruction of evidence further by completely deleting her Instagram account, which again is the account she claims to use to market her services and the one that Mr. Watson used to contact her and hire her for a massage. And then the last pieces of the document are the general denial, the jury demand, the prayer, and then sign certificate of service, yada, yada, all that legal stuff. Now, having read that, you guys having listened to that, I'll give you my opinion as a lifelong Browns fan and a Browns content creator 
and a Browns content contributor. If you went back and watched the video from April 2022, you know that attorney Tony Busby is friends with the owners of the Houston Texans. You know that Deshaun Watson signed an extension with the Texans on the pretense that he would be included in the front office and coaching personnel decisions. You also know the Texans went back on their words. They hired personnel without ever touching base with Deshaun. Now, you know, you can argue whether a player should have involvement in coaching or front office hires, but the fact remains that the Texans agreed Deshaun would be involved. So when they excluded him from the decisions they promised he'd be informed about, he requested a trade. Well, that definitely pissed off the Texans, which led to Deshaun being inactive for every game of the 2021 NFL season. And what also conveniently happened in 2021, this slew of accusations surfaced from several women who were all represented by the same attorney, Tony Busby, friend of the Texans owners. Now, I've heard a lot of people say that, you know, 26 women making allegations means Deshaun is guilty, whether the court finds him guilty or not. People say there's no way that 26 women are lying. First of all, I just want to say, is my opinion, that is a very dumb comment. To just outright claim that a guy is guilty simply because he was accused of something is very dumb. It doesn't matter how many people accused him of it. Just because he was accused to automatically say, well, he did it. That's, that's just dumb. It's honestly dangerous. That's a dangerous way of thinking. That's why we have the court system in place in the first place to make sure that people aren't punished simply because another person claims that they did something. Second of all, these are civil cases, people. There, there is no guilt to be decided. So if someone starts talking about Deshaun Watson being guilty, just dismiss them. They've shown you already. They don't know what they're talking about. And finally, do you mean to tell me that in the original 22 cases that Tony Busby attempted to file with the criminal courts, that not a single one of the accusers could produce a single shred of evidence to bring forth even a single charge against Deshaun? This attorney, this professional attorney, couldn't gather anything whatsoever to hold up in court. You say there's no way that 22 women were all lying. I say there's no way that 22 women who were all telling the truth wouldn't be able to provide any evidence whatsoever. Out of 22 allegations, not one of them could provide substantial evidence. So yes, in my educated opinion, and looking at this whole thing logically, following the facts of the case, just everything that we've been through in the video from last year and this video now, this whole thing is a sham. It's a money grab and a way to destroy Deshaun's Watts, Deshaun Watson's reputation and his career. At this point, there's no evidence to re reasonably refute that opinion. Now, you can disagree with me, but you can't provide any actual court-based evidence, court-verified evidence, that this wasn't a money grab. Now, Browns fans, this information has been compiled and presented for you. Screw the outside fan bases. Screw the casual fans, these social media trolls who don't care to learn the facts. For all intents and purposes, Deshaun Watson, until anything is actually proven, is not guilty of anything people are telling you he's guilty of. Again, civil cases don't even determine guilt, so it's a moot point. If anyone calls him a rapist, they are so incredibly misinformed or just cruel that it's ridiculous. The, the Browns did their investigations 
into Deshaun. And upon the findings of those investigations, they still deemed him worthy of three first round picks and $230 million guaranteed. You don't do that if you're in any way, shape or form on the fence about what you found about this guy. And please, guys, remember, it wasn't just the Browns who investigated and deemed him worthy of trading for. The Falcons, the Saints, the Panthers all made trade proposals that were accepted by the Texans. Because if you remember, Deshaun had a no trade clause, so he made the final decision based on which trade offers the team accepted. If you remember, it was the Falcons. He was he was an Atlanta Falcon. That was pretty much what the reports were. They made the trade for him before the Browns came back and swept in and, and ultimately landed him. And originally, I believe there were, I believe, 16 teams that engaged in trade talks with the Texans. That's half the league, by the way. And then the asking price narrowed it down to the Falcons, Panthers, Saints, and Browns. So do you really think half the NFL owners were interested in Deshaun Watson if they actually thought he was guilty of any of these allegations? Again, Browns fans, because you're the ones who matter here. Make your own opinion. But please base it on research into the situation. We are here to tell you it's absolutely okay to cheer for Deshaun Watson. Don't let anyone tell you you're wrong or disgusting or disgraceful because of it. And if you do your research and decide that you can't root for him or you don't like him on the Browns, you know, that's fine too. But just make sure you understand why you feel the way you feel. And not because somebody, some nobody on social media told you or said that that's how you should feel. We're going to continue to root for Deshaun and the Browns. We're going to continue to follow the facts of the cases and the lack of any kind of evidence whatsoever. If things change in the future, of course, we're going to, you know, we'll change our stance and present anything new that emerges. But as of now, all signs point to this whole thing as being a money grab by an attorney who coordinated as many women as possible to make it happen. Now, did Deshaun put himself in a bad situation? Yeah, he did. I won't deny it. He really, he acted carelessly. Uh, honestly, I believe he acted very foolishly and very ignorantly. But being young and dumb does not make it right to falsely destroy a man. Go back, read his official court response to the allegations, the one that I just read to you, and you're going to see why he thought that what he was doing was okay. These women loved their sessions with him. And they told him so. They reached back out to him. Multiple of them tried to schedule more sessions with him, tried to go on dates with him, checked in on him after games, see how he was doing. I mean, if you're Deshaun Watson in that situation, you don't see anything's going on here, anything wrong. You're just thinking, oh, hey, I've got a connection with this girl. I've got a connection with that girl. You're young. He's 25 years old. If two young people are engaging in consenting sexual activity as a part of their sessions, there's nothing illegal about that. You can say it's gross or inappropriate, but gross and inappropriate does not equal illegal. So it goes without saying, and, and, I, and I guess I have to say this, we're adamantly against anyone committing any sort of sexual misconduct toward another person. That should go without saying. Women who are victims of sexual misconduct should be supported. But women who issue false allegations, essentially crying wolf, further harm the legitimate claims of other victims. One accuser had a history of forcing herself on celebrities and running behind high-profile athletes. Another accuser admitted to seeking to blackmail Deshaun. Another accuser admitted she was only getting involved to get money. One accuser continued to contact Deshaun and ask him to go on dates with her. Like I just said, after the incident that she alleged took place. This is information you're not hearing in the media. This is information FYF Sports 
debates was trying to expose. They just presented it incorrectly. This is the information why nothing has ever happened to Deshaun Watson legally. This is why the two grand juries declined to indict him. This is why the civil cases all just got settled outside of court. No big deal. Because this is the evidence right here that shows that what the allegations were, were false. They were inaccurate. You know, did things happen during these sessions? Yes, absolutely they did. That's clear. Did anything happen during these sessions that was non-consensual? Nope. And if it had, Deshaun would have been in bigger trouble and that evidence would have surfaced. Did some sort of sexual activity happen in at least some of these massage sessions? Yes, absolutely. But according to the court document filed by Deshaun's legal team and all the evidence supporting that document, it was all consensual. Anything that happened and these women a lot of them even bragged about it. They were happy about it. They were excited about it. They loved Deshaun Watson. The one even said he was a nice person and then tried to allege that he did something horrible to her. That's why none of this held up in court. So again, guys, please do your homework, do your research, go back, look at this, read this document for yourself. I put it on the screen while I was reading it. If you're listening on audio, click the link in the description, go check it out. It's very eye-opening. Again, you saw all the reports from... Tony Busby, you saw the reports from the the alleged victims in the media, the things that they were alleging, and everybody said, oh my gosh, how horrible these these actions that these women are claiming Deshaun did. Oh, he did such horrible things. The media did not present Deshaun Watson's response to those accusations. And as you can see in the document, the response to the allegations they all had supporting evidence or witnesses to it to prove that the plaintiffs were lying about either a portion of, if not all of, the allegations they made. So there you go. Take the information for what you will. I mean, if you guys want to check out that video from FYF uh, Sports Debates YouTube channel, go check it out. But just remember, this is not a judge's words in a final disposition or whatever they claimed it was. That's not the case. These are uh, uh, Rusty Harden's words. Deshaun Watson's attorney uh, filed to the court on April 19th, 2021. Again, two years ago when all this was you know, hot and heavy and getting going. They had just learned the names of the women accusing Deshaun. So this was the response to that. So I hope you guys all learned something. I hope we're all getting kind of more on the same page with the reality and the facts of the Deshaun situation. This is why nothing has ever come out. This is why nothing ever happened to him in court. And I, I just, I hope that the information helps, you know, Browns fans out there who, who like Deshaun, who want to support Deshaun and root for Deshaun. If you're getting trashed on by anyone else because of that, show them this. Show them this. You have the facts now. And again, like I said a couple times already, don't take it from me. Go read it for yourself. Research the situation for yourself. Make your own opinions. I'm just here to present what I found and to tell you my opinions based on that. So again, appreciate you guys checking out the video. Share it with your friends. Share it with other fans. Let them know what's going on with Deshaun Watson. Get everybody excited for 2023. It's going to be a great season, guys. It's going to be a lot of fun. We've got a new defensive coordinator. We've got new players coming in. We've got Elijah Moore solidifying the wide receiver position. New weapons for Deshaun Watson, who is going to come back to form. So... 
please. 99 cents. Join the YouTube dog pack. Support the show. Support the channel. Support the contact content that we're continuing to put out. And until we talk to you guys next time, let's go Browns. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Dogs Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the Dogs Podcast. Get your thoughts on the show at thedogspodcast.com. $5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code GAME to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus.